And we welcome you to another edition of Gateway to Baseball Heaven. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptaw, C70. It's bat at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Tara Wellman from Birds on the Black and at Tara Wellman on Twitter. You know, we really thought we'd be talking about baseball games this week. Um, you know, last week it kind of came out of blue, but, you know, we felt like the Cardinals were going to hold on this. And it looked like they had until Friday when they didn't. Um, with another positive test today, uh, Lane Thomas being positive, that brings it up to 10 players. Um, I don't think that's what Mo meant when he told us you needed 10 players and four pitchers to make a game. Um, but that, that being the case, um, Tara, another lousy week. Yeah. Uh, it's getting really hard to say anything else. (laughs) Mm. Um, it's, it feels like an eternity since we saw baseball and the fact that it was only five games into the season when it went away makes it feel even worse. And mm. the reality is, look, we saw this sort of explosion with the Marlins where almost overnight there were 17 people or whatever it was that, that were positive tests. And with the Cardinals, it's been more of this slow, painful death where it's one at a time that then restarts the clock. It kind of reminds me of if you're ever watching high school sports like football or soccer and there's a storm when they have a lightning delay you have to wait 30 minutes from the last lightning strike and the mm-hmm. number of times i've been covering a game and we get to like 27 minutes <laughs> and then there's another lightning strike i've had that happen for the duration of like three plus hours waiting mm-hmm. for a window in the storm and every time you think you're there there's one more lightning strike and you have to start the clock all over. That's what this feels like as far as the Cardinals are concerned. And it's just because it's this slow trickle of cases, it almost feels like, I don't know how you get a handle on it unless everyone who was on that trip to Milwaukee is completely quarantined, completely isolated for the two weeks or whatever it is. But then you start to think about the baseball and can they reasonably play a season whether they get to 60 games or not, if they continue that kind of delay. And I don't know that there are very many ways that they can. No, it doesn't feel like it. Um, Because, yeah, if you tried to, I mean, we're already to the point with the Cardinals that it it all already seems almost impossible with the cancellation of the Cubs series this weekend and now the, the three games in Pittsburgh. It could technically be done. I can. I looked at the schedule and I said, okay, well, if you take one of their off days um, here and you, you play a series with a, you know, play a series in Wrigley and let one of those games be a Cardinals bat last game and you, you could do it. But what is it? 55 games in now 46 days, maybe, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just insane. I mean, that's going to, I know I read where after they did the rescheduling from the first batch of missed games, um, there's a stretch in September for about almost a week where the Cardinals were going to average 11 innings a a day. Um, And that's not counting games that might actually go to extra innings. That's just the way that's how it was going to work because there's so many double headers in there. And throwing more double headers in there really gets into that integrity of the game. You're right. You would like to be able to shove, you know, flip-flop, send everybody from St. Louis to, to Springfield and mm-hmm. isolate them and bring up everybody from Springfield. But, you know, one, 
those players aren't ready. And two, there's not enough of them. I mean, they didn't send down, you know, three outfielders, four outfielders down there. They just put guys they wanted to be in there. And so right. I don't think any of us want to see Jordan Walker making his major league debut, you know, a few weeks after he's drafted when he hasn't actually played a minor league game yet. Yeah. And that's one thing that, that John, uh, John Mazalek said in how he was trying to select that player pool and that there was a lot of angst about how to do that and to get your prospects some time, some instruction, some, you know, at least live at bats or, or, you know, vice versa for the pitchers, but also not to put so many prospects that when you had to dip into that player pool, those guys were having to come up and face major league pitchers or hitters. And that's sort of the situation that they're in now is looking at that pool of players and thinking, okay, how many of these guys did we really want to play at the major league level right now? And that kind of falls back on John Mozeliak, not that he needs any more on his shoulders right now, but in the sense that they felt like they weren't going to need that many guys and turns out surprise, they need all of them. So, I don't know if you can – I mean, I do think that you could do that, right? You could field a team. You could get 10 position players and four pitchers and field a team and continue the season. And, yes, there's an argument to be made for the integrity of the competition there. But there's also an argument to be made for the integrity of the competition right now for everyone else in the league that's just waiting around to figure out what's going to happen with the Cardinals – and how that impacts their own schedule, because now you've got extended layoffs for other teams that are involved in this mess as well. So in that sense, it almost feels like a better option to send your AAA equivalent uh, out to play games while your major league team quarantines for two weeks and then start over from there. But it's not a great option. They don't have a great option. No, no they're definitely not. Uh, the best option was to stay healthy, and that option didn't yeah didn't extend itself um and you know i think you know the odd the thing is that if to, even to do that major league baseball would have to waive a lot of their transactionals because right you know players on the covid il don't count toward the 40-man roster which is great until they're healthy enough to come back and then you have to take a guy that you've brought up from Springfield that you've added to the 40 man roster, you might have to take him off the 40 man and pass him through waivers. Well, that's probably not going to happen. And if that happens, they have to leave like the whole, well, I guess if they pass through waivers, they would actually be able to go back to Springfield. But you know, the guys that you're bringing up are, are not guys you want to lose to waivers. Right. Very few of them are. So um, they would have to amend that. And then there's this idea of, preferential treatment i don't know that you get into that because it is such a special case but i you know it's also baseball and they don't always do the right things um so there's a lot of unknowns and then again i mean you know you're talking about staff and and everything like that i mean is mike schilt gonna go quarantine himself for two weeks who's gonna manage the team yeah you know they've already brought up somebody out of staff and i don't remember his name but with the idea almost, you know, to replace the hitting coach, I, I kind of seemed like it didn't, they've never actually said who, which staff members are, have been right. tested positive and that's their right. And that's fine. Um, we just know that must be somebody on the coaching staff because they did bring up a coach. Um, but you know, I mean, again, do you put them all, all 
and and let whoever you know who i don't even know who the finishers are down in springfield right now. i guess i was a kendo could come up and manage yeah. the team um wow wouldn't that be crazy the way that, that a kendo finally gets to manage is that the entire <laughs> major league team has to quarantine yes <laughs> you had to wipe out pretty much everybody but here's your shot that's so. like how i could become the queen of england Right. By relation to Princess Diana, a bunch of people would have to die first. <laughs> yes, this is. I mean, if it gets down to that, then we've probably got other problems. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got many many other problems <laughs> if that happens. Um, but anyway, I just I don't know. I mean, Jumbo Zaylock says today, you know, they don't have any idea when they're going to come back together, much less try to play a game right now. The schedule says they start on Thursday with a doubleheader in Detroit, which does not seem like the best ideal way to start back up, but nothing about the season is ideal. And it feels to me that if they are confident enough that their team is healthy, they're just going to have to get out there and play and hope that some people can stay healthy that hope that they can work their way up and realize they're probably going to take their losses and all that. But I don't think they can cancel a double header just because they're not ready yeah that's the thing we're so far past the point of creating any kind of ideal that mm -hmm. if they're going to play at all they're going to have to it's kind of like how we talked about this entire season is that it's so far beyond normal baseball that we kind of just have to take it for what it is well that's sort of where the cardinals are right now there's no way to make this not terrible right. <laughs> and if they want to play if they want to continue to try to make a push at some point get as many games in as possible to be in any sort of you know conversation for postseason baseball which right now sounds absolutely insane just because they can't even get back on the field <laughs> but that's what the the end goal has been if that's still what their plan is then you know, they're going to have to do things that they're not comfortable with doing. And that's just the reality of their situation right now. Or they decide, look, it's not worth it. We're not going to risk the health, not only for the virus, but the health of our pitchers in putting them back into game situation after being off for so long or, you know, whatever it might be. We're just not going to do it. I don't know if they can pull the plug on themselves, but I would imagine John Mozeliak has at least considered that possibility. Yeah, the problem is, I mean, I've seen a lot of people that suggest the Cardinals should just forfeit the season or cancel the season or whatever, but the problem then becomes, as we've seen right now, it just puts a gaping hole in everybody's schedule yeah. the rest of the way. I mean, all of a sudden, you're going to have people that are off for three days or you know four days or whatever like that because the Cardinals aren't playing. So I don't see that as really an option. I mean, they got to get back on the field some point in time. It's one, you know, it's one thing to lose a week. It's another thing to lose two months. So, or two weeks, I guess by now, but still, um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're right. There's nothing good about this. Um, there's nothing. I mean, I know Alex has said on turfs a lot of times that he tracks the things of the Cardinals haven't finished under 500 for so long. They haven't finished in the last place since 1990 and they haven't finished behind Pittsburgh in 20 something years. Um, you know, those things may be in jeopardy this year, although yeah. Pittsburgh's really bad. So maybe not. Um, <laughs> and let's look at the silver lining right now. The Cardinals are tied in the loss column with the, at the pub. So if they could just win out, they're fine. There you, you know, go. Control their own destiny. <laughs> That's fine. That's all it yeah. takes. <laughs> no big deal. 
Um, oh boy. What a yeah, mess. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's getting to the point as we saw, it's weird. It's strange. Maybe it's going to work out. Some of those people that are on the aisle from the first batch, the Yadier Molinas, the, the Paul Young, all that are getting to the point where they can start testing to start coming back. They may actually be back before the Cardinals can take the field, which is just another insane issue with this, t- this season. I mean, what are the odds that Yadier Molina, you know, goes out and still catches like 60 games? I'm not trying to say that Yadi orchestrated this whole thing, <laughs> but if he had gone around to Ryan Helsley and just like coughed on him real quick <laughs> to make sure that the delay was a little longer so that he could be back by the time they played again, I'm not saying I think it happened. I'm just saying. I think he just switched uh, a, a sample. You know, yeah, he, held yeah, on, there you go. he held on to the, <laughs> the, the, the sample until it was like, oh, okay, they're coming back. We got to right. stop them. Right. Yeah, we got to stop this. I got to be back by the time by the time we play again. I'm obviously kidding. No one freak out and yell at me on Twitter. I've had enough of that in the last couple of days. Uh, nonetheless, yes, it is strange and it is bizarre that this whole timeout for the Cardinals could restart with the very players who started the whole thing in the first place. That's just the the strange circle of life that is baseball in 2020. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess if you're looking at the delay and thinking, okay, what possible good news can you give me if they start getting these multiple, you know, back-to-back negative tests from those original players, mm-hmm. that's a good thing, right? We right. have heard in the last couple of days that there were a few players or, or players and or staff, I'm not entirely sure, who were more adversely affected to the point where they had to go to the ER. Nobody stayed in the hospital overnight, but there were some serious complications. And that's obviously the primary concern is that whomever those people were probably shouldn't rush back even at once they have negative tests, just because there are so many lingering unknown effects of this right now. But just on the baseball side, yeah, it'd be great if by the time they end up playing again, they're closer to full strength than they, they are right now. Um, as opposed to, you know, bringing up a bunch of guys who aren't ready from Springfield. But again, none of those are good options. They're just sort of the best of what they have available. Right. Yeah. It's a, and I know there's a lot of people talking about Dylan Carlson to come up with all this. And, you know, again, besides the whole, you know, whether he's ready or not. And I was watching the angels today, looking at Joe Adele and he struck out four times, made it, a four base error, which was unique um, as the ball bounced off his glove at turned into what could have usually it's a home run. Um, and it's hitting like 150 or something. I think you know, we, we talk about these prospects coming up and expect them to just carry the team, which they may be more like that where they don't really, they need to ease into it, but there's not a season to ease into it. But beyond that, you know, again, it's a 40 man roster spots. We're just not, they're just not there. And so, you know, as, as much as you'd like to say, oh, Lane Thomas is out, that means Carlson's coming up, I, and Dean's out too. So I guess we are down to three outfielders. Maybe there's a chance there, but, you know, as people start getting healthy, um, it becomes a roster crunch that, you know, like you said, John Mosellick doesn't need any more headaches, but he seems to be getting them. Yeah, he doesn't really get a break at this point until enough uh, time has passed that everyone's healthy, and then 
man, if you didn't think that he was going to be the hall monitor before, now you better believe he's going to be the one making sure everyone has their masks on and no one is within. He's going to walk around with like a six foot pole and just poke people all day (laughs) just to make sure he doesn't have to deal with this again. I do think it's at least somewhat encouraging. I don't know if that's the right word, but the the cases of Dean and Helsley were from Milwaukee, right? I mean, this, they were just slow to slow to show up. They were right. incubated, but it was it wasn't a new infest. It was part of the other one. Thomas was rooming with Helsley. That's not surprising that you know the you know you're not wearing a mask and stuff running around your apartment. I understand that. It doesn't seem like the fact that they brought back. Helsley and Dean and whatever staff member on the plane from Milwaukee to St. Louis has created another, another outbreak. And I mean, you look at the pictures that you saw from those guys where they were wearing masks, they were wearing face shields, they were wearing uh, scrubs, they were wearing all this stuff. I, I feel like if they got sick on that plane, we'd have to have a real big conversation about how you actually you're supposed to stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm not sure enough time has passed to know for sure that no one else was exposed because of traveling with those three. And again, I don't, we don't know necessarily the timeline. It may have been that uh, Helsley and Dean were exposed in Milwaukee and then Thomas wasn't until he got back to St. Louis. We don't know exactly how that, that whole timeline worked because if it was on the plane, that's definitely different than if it was in their apartment where they're doing like real life normal stuff, especially especially when they're not playing baseball. So they're there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that seems like a pretty, pretty obvious scenario developing there. But you're right. The way that they traveled in theory should have been enough <laughs> to right. keep anyone else from contracting the virus on the way back to St. Louis. And if that's the case and sort of the last piece of the puzzle was Ryan Helsley, which led to Lane Thomas. Maybe, maybe that's the end of it. I'm not sure there's been quite enough time to know that for sure, but we're getting to that point. We're getting closer to that point. And I think the Cardinals after waiting, what was it? Five days from the original positive tests um, before they traveled, they're going to be a, a lot more careful this time, I think, but they are running out of time. So there's Mm -hmm. this weird balance between being exceedingly cautious and trying to get back to work as quickly as possible, just because you kind of have to at some point for any of this to work for anyone, not just the Cardinals. Yeah. And this is where the, the contract tracing and things like that, that most talked to us about and talked about a number of times over the last couple of weeks is so important because, you know, again, like we say, if, if if Helsley infected Thomas while they were in their apartment and Thomas hasn't been around anybody else, then hopefully you're good. I think maybe the most dangerous thing is they had the workouts on what Wednesday and Thursday at, uh, at Bush stadium. Right, and, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure, you know, again, they talked about making it an Uber sterile environment where people would be masked. And if you weren't in the, if you weren't in the starting lineup, you'd be in the, uh, you wouldn't be in the dugout and things like that but I don't know what kind of procedures they did, you know, at that time. So I guess that's also what they have to worry about. And I don't know. I mean, again, you know, you're right. They're running out of time, you know, abundance of caution would say, you know, two weeks, probably from that one of those, those, uh, um, workouts, but 
then you just then you just throw your hands up because there's no yeah at that point you can't even pretend to get to put a season together and i think that's if it comes to that it comes to that i think that as much as you don't want to run the risk of people's health if you're not playing for something important you know one the good news is half your team's already got the <laughs> antibodies in theory right. <laughs> so maybe you're not going to have to worry about it again and two i mean there is an i feel like there's a little bit of an obligation to the league to you know play out the string even if you can't play 60 games even if you play 50 games you know and make up what you can for those other people but you know if it comes down to september and you know those games aren't necessarily that needed. Maybe you just, you know, you scrap a doubleheader or two if, if they're not necessary. Um, I, I don't know if they can do that. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of playing fast and loose to some degree. And I'm sure if you talk to the Cardinal players, they'd say, we want to play, we want to get this whole schedule in. But we've shown in both Miami and St. Louis, sometimes um, players don't make the right decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot about that in the last couple of days with college sports. Like, mm. obviously, they want to play. <laughs> this is yeah. not surprising. This is not news. This is not groundbreaking, you know, solidarity. They're athletes whose primary goal in that part of their life is to play, not to just keep working out on their own. So to hear athletes say we want to play is not surprising. And it shouldn't be this, you know, grand revelation to any of us. But that also means that it's not really their decision for a good reason because they're not the experts. They're not the ones who are responsible for the, you know, health and wellness of those athletes as well as the staff and the the stadium workers and the hotel workers. Like we keep going down this this path, right? Mm-hmm. It it doesn't it's not just the players that are involved in the possible risk. So it's great that they want to play. We all want to watch them play, but that doesn't necessarily mean playing is the right choice. And that has been the same from day one. And, you know, this situation is just kind of reiterating why they're not the ones that should be making that choice and almost emphasizing how ill-prepared Major League Baseball was for this kind of problem in not necessarily creating a reasonable plan B as far as the the player pool is concerned or maintaining all of the restrictions as far as roster movement and that sort of thing. So yeah, fast and loose with the schedule is what they're likely going to have to do, but they could do the same thing. Uh, look, let's, let's be real. Anything's on the table with the season right now. <laughs> there is nothing about it that makes any sense to anyone. So you know, whatever they end up having to do, the health of those players, the staff, the people that they're in contact with, and their families has to be the top priority. But secondarily, whatever they have to do to get games in to to make the competition reasonable, whether it's for the Cardinals or for the other teams in the National League, you kind of get the feeling they're going to have to, you know, finagle a little bit to get as much of that in as possible once they can conclude that it's actually safe to do so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. MLB. And I guess, I mean, some of that, I think we talked a little bit about it, but there, I don't think anybody really had an idea that this would be what we would see, right? We kind of thought two or three players might get sick and what do you do there? And how do you, you know, keep the other team, you know, keep the rest of the team healthy and, and all that. I don't think we, you know, we should, and people should have, obviously. And I think yeah, some I, probably- I think 
I think that's a, a fundamental flaw in the thought process, though, because mm-hmm. the way that we've seen this virus tear through families and communities and places in this country, and quite frankly, around the world, it shouldn't be that surprising to put a guy on a plane with 25 or 30 other people and, oh, you mean this very contagious thing that no one knows how to control is actually going to affect a lot of those people on the plane, not just two? So, yeah, none of us were really talking about it in those terms as far as what the plans were, but that should have very much been a part of MLB's process and the Players Association's process of consulting people who actually know how contagious diseases work <laughs> and coming up with a plan that was adequate. Because, look, the the player pool thing works in theory if you can just swap a guy out off the roster when he tests positive. But that's not how this works. Because as mm-hmm. soon as he tests positive, then you have to go back and trace every person that he was in contact with, and they all have to stay isolated long enough to see if they are eventually going to test positive, which isn't going to happen overnight, as we've discussed. So my point is, th- there was a fundamental flaw in thinking that they could just swap guys in and out of the roster, and it would be fine. And without any further backup plan than that, now you're into the season where some teams have played 15, 16, 17 games. The Cardinals have played five and have no timetable, according to, to John Mazalak, as to when they're going to get back on the field. You have to p- play fast and loose. You have to be willing to make any sort of concession if you're going to try to make this happen because there wasn't enough foresight to begin with. Yeah, I, it really feels even though it was probably not sold this way, it really feels like the player pool was designed to be the minor leagues this year, to be a safe way to, you know, get people tested and not have to, you know, if your pitcher goes down, you could call somebody up immediately instead of having to, you know, go get a guy that hadn't played and test him and make sure he gets cleared. And, you know, it's a week before he actually gets on the field. So this way you actually had that. Yeah, it didn't fit. It doesn't. And And you're right. We should have known that. I think the idea was, I'm sure the idea was, that the daily testing would catch people before they would be on a plane that you would, you know, you would get this. And that's just, you know, I mean, yes, daily testing might get you a positive result faster than just waiting for symptoms, but it's still not necessarily going to get you a positive result fast enough not to spread the virus. And that's, again, I think we, you know, we've talked about it. A lot of people talked about it in general, although again, we didn't, I don't think any of us really expected it blow up like this even if we should have Mm -hmm. um but you know it's you know you're right there's there's just no way to do this and this is i mean that's kind of the argument that there was about not having a season this year because what happens if a team blows up now i gotta feel like maybe i'm naive but i gotta feel like it's it's baseball right three strikes you're out if another team hits a big, you know, has a four, five, six, seven players out because of COVID at a time, there's got to be a consideration of of shutting it down, doesn't there? Yeah. Well, I think at that point, enough schedules are going to be impacted that you're going to have a hard time. You're basically rewriting the schedule for each team individually every other day because of how it affects the other teams they're supposed to play. That just isn't going to work. And once you have another team involved in that there are going to be enough schedules that are interrupted that you're going to be trying to force way too many games into not enough days and Hmm. yeah but you know quite honestly i think we thought that after the first team we thought that after the second team (laughs) 
I would assume that a third team would just complicate things so much that it would be more likely. But at this point, I'm not sure anything's going to stop them. Yeah, and that's very fair. I mean, you're right. I I really did think after one just because how much work they did to get this thing put together. But yeah, I think you're you're right. It's again, if they put so much stuff to do this, they will very well may not um, let anything get in their way. Um, if I'm right, I think baseball. Let me just double check real quick has had all of its teams play on the same day, um, I guess three times, the Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the first week. Um, That's it. And that's not exactly the way this is supposed to work. Um, A ringing endorsement there of this this season. (laughs) If you were to guess, when do you think the Cardinals, do the Cardinals play this week? And if so, when? Oh, man, it's just, it's such a timing thing based on, when the last exposure was and it's so mm-hmm. hard because it's so it's such a, a variant in when someone's going to test positive maybe it's two days maybe it's four days maybe they, they start showing symptoms at day five and all of a sudden they're they're tested again so it just is so impossible to get a handle on that because of what we talked about right whether it was the the flight from milwaukee whether it was lane thomas working out at bush stadium the days before the game was canceled you know whatever it is there's so many ways that it can still go so horribly wrong and i think that's probably why john mazalek at this point is saying we don't have a timetable <laughs> yeah. we, we have no idea what to tell you because there just isn't there just isn't a whole lot to go off of. So the Thursday doubleheader would be the first possible date. They're supposed to play the the White Sox this weekend, and then the Cubs again at Wrigley. Man, can you imagine if they turn all three of those Cubs games into doubleheaders? <laughs> I don't uh. know that they would, but they're going to have to fit those games in somehow if that's when they're allowed to get back on the field. So that doubleheader to me is still super up in the air. Um but I guess if there are not further positives this week, maybe they play Friday, but I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of me was like, man, I wonder if they could just switch that Detroit series to St. Louis, you know, flip those around. But it's right in the middle of a homestand for the Tigers. So they would have to, you know, leave, fly and fly back. So that's not going to happen because I could see the Cardinals not really wanting to travel to start with, you know. They, they just need to rent cars for everyone individually. <laughs> the old, uh, the oldest thing about the Red Sox of the seventies, I think, uh, was twenty-five players, twenty-five cabs, or twenty-four yeah. players, twenty-four cabs there at the time, because they never go. wanted to do anything together. Um, that may be what it has to. Well, maybe to come what back. you do is you don't take all 28 players to Detroit. Well, I guess where it's a doubleheader. You probably need all 28 players. Never well, mind. You're taking Never extra mind. Ones, it's 29. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh that's... man. 29 cars. To the staff. Yeah. I don't know what you do well, with them. <laughs> okay. Because you can start like now. People can just start filing up to Detroit, right. you know, day and... and then just quarantine in a hotel there for right. so many days. Yeah. Because that they haven't done like enough a good of that. Plan. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I, uh, Jack Flaherty needs another hotel room. Uh, what was it? Lefty bullpen session? Is that what happened so, there? <laughs> so, I mean, it's the only place that I don't wait around a, a no hitter. So, you know, maybe we can get it again. It's true. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I feel pretty good. I mean, again, I don't know. 
but I kind of feel pretty good that there's not going to be any more positives. I kind of feel, I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, cause they're I'm not going to, I'm honestly worried about the pitching. Um, yeah. As many pitcher injuries as we've seen already yeah, in trying to come back after just a couple of weeks of that spring training. We talked about this months ago that that was going to be the biggest problem, that pitchers were going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And now you have an entire rotation that has been shuffled through because Michaelis is gone and then Carlos Martinez was on the uh, IL and you've got Ponce de Leon in the mix and you have KK back in the rotation and everybody's moving around and changing roles and then they're off for two weeks somebody's going to get hurt. And that's the, again, that's the no ideal scenario to this is that if they get back and play, they're going to have to play in positions or time frames or whatever that they're uncomfortable with. And somebody's going to get hurt. It's like, the, it's like that meme, you know, you can't have an arm injury if you don't throw. Right. So, uh, this is the long game. The Cardinals are playing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, I mean, between the juggling around plus, I mean, it's a very good thing. The Cardinals have called up, you know, Cesc Cabrera, Alex Reyes. They've got Austin Gomber because um, they're going to need them. Those guys, they're not going to let Jack Flaherty go out there and throw six innings to start with. I mean, you know, they wouldn't even let him <laughs> pitch this first game of the Cub Series if that actually had happened because they wanted to give him some some side work before that. Um you know, they're not going to let guys like that go deep into games. Um, and so they're going to need the, the guys that can go cover two or three innings instead of having to use 18 pitchers a day. Um, and, th- and thankfully, I mean, assuming people are healthy, Cardinals have a lot of those kind of guys. We'll see how effective they are. We'll see if they can stay healthy. But there is that. It's, it's the one good thing because if they – if they were a team that didn't have the pitching depth that they have, they would be so far in the hole. I mean, they're bad enough as it is. But I can't imagine if oh, what take for example the Cubs, whose pitching depth is not anything right. like the Cardinals. I mean, you know, if they have had to try to make up all these games, and they will have to, you know, make up three for the, you know, there's going to be some doubleheaders in there. Uh, that could be that could have been disastrous for them. Unfortunately, it's not them, but, um, you know, that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, you take your silver linings, you try to find the positives where you can, but there's, there's no telling that this, there's no getting around. This is just a mess of a season and there's really not much you can do about it. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate, uncomfortable position that John Mozeliak is in, is trying to manage a terrible situation where there's no good option. And, um, I don't normally envy his job. <laughs> I envy it significantly less uh, as he's trying to muddle his way through this mess. Yeah, I, I can't. I, yeah, it's just it's just mind boggling to have to try to figure this out and and to really, I mean, to really have to play it day by day. And I mean, you know, at least the good thing about baseball is you always kind of knew what was going up. You know, who you're supposed to go play and all that kind of stuff. Now the schedule's not even your friend. You don't even know. You know, like, um, you know, you can't guarantee that they're going to play Thursday. Um, that's that's a mess for sure. Yeah. Um, Tara and I will be back next week. Hopefully we're talking about baseball games, but obviously we're not going to guarantee that. Um, but at least we should be somewhat closer to some sort of resolution by next Sunday, I would think. 
I, I, it's, uh, it's sad to feel like that's stepping out on a limb. It is. <laughs> to be so uncertain of that statement. Yes, that is <laughs> peak 2020. Pretty much. So whatever case, we will be back next week. So for Tara, I'm Daniel. Good night. Hey, Cardinals fans. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on iTunes. Just search Gateway to Baseball Heaven under podcasts and click subscribe. While you're there, feel free to give us five of those little gold stars or even a quick review. And tune in next time as we break down another week in baseball heaven.